I'm going to go straight into this today. I just heard someone outside doing the fabulous woo! I love it. It reminds me of the rugby and all of the victories there and in all of the personal victories let us talk about this and it's nothing is ever completely personal. When something's personal it's always there's a team there are others attached to this there's a community attached to the victory as well but through this like the victory in Christ this is what I'm really talking about so I'm going to talk about that a little bit today we're going to speak about marriage because that has been the topic for today this Sabbath this Sunday and the joining together so I'm going to talk about it from this perspective from the perspective that I know of Duxit ad regem and that is married to the king. And I'm talking about the king of all kings, Jesus Christ, to God in heaven. Okay, so I am, I'm married to God. And what God has joined together, or what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. What God hath joined together, some of you will know this way of saying it, what God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. So God has joined me and God together. I can't put that asunder. No one, no man, no person at all, no entity at all can put this asunder because God even states what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Only God can put asunder, only God can decide. And so some of you will know about King David and how he prayed, like, you know, don't let me be parted from you, my Lord, my God. And he really wanted to maintain that connection, that pure connection to God, no matter what he had been through. But we now know in this state, in this level, as I had said today, my name declares it every single time when we're talking about God, we're talking about the victory in Christ. I can't forget that victory because even my name proclaims it every single time. Every time you say my name, every time you think of my name, you should think of the victory of God. Vicky Elizabeth means the victorious house of God. That means Christ. That could also absolutely, as I said today, relate to Mary. All right. So those two are together, obviously. And the word is a living text. The Logos is Christ. It is active. So, you know, every time you think of that chapter in Luke, that very point where it is said to Mary, the Lord is with thee. Those two aren't separated. They are with each other in that victory. Glory to God. So my name proclaims that victory every single time. Glory to God. That's what it is. So we're talking about this today and, you know, I'm able to do that, having that connection, having that marriage with Christ that allows me to help others into further reconciliation as well. And we know that this kind of, you know, situation where others might have something they want to say, maybe they're caught up in the devil and the devil's, you know, throwing accusations around and they're throwing that around and you can tell that the devil's got a hold of them and you're thinking, how did you get to the altar today? <laughs> how did you get there? Because you're not supposed to do that. You can't go to the altar unless you've let all that baggage go and you have got nothing holding you back. It's, you know, you really have to be called authentically by Christ. So in any case, they still had that even up 
the mass so it's bringing that up it's bringing that to the fore but maybe it's just on the light surface let's not go too far in depth with them. maybe it's just like a question and and they want to hear the answers so i just you know we declared that together and i'm not going to go into any depth with that but we're going to go um, and move on in this victory of christ we're going to talk about marriage so let's talk about marriage in terms of yes i've got this marriage to god but what about the humans that are thinking of this. Now, today I heard the bishop stating that those who are married could be an example to those around about, well, you know, and I'm thinking he's meaning humanly married. Well, let me take this really to the top where Christ wants this to go. I'm going to call all those consecrated singles divinely inspired to be single for God to be united with God, to be the ultimate role models. Because you cannot validly get married to another human being unless you first are brought in Christ. And God, you need to have that relationship with God first. Too many people come to the altar, to the physical altar, only because of those physical idolatry reasons. And that's why we have what we said today, which was that, you know, um, divorce. That's not always the reason. Obviously, divorce can be um, many different ways. can be spiritual, can be earthen as well, can be um, the separation of um, people when they part in one way and move on to that other part of their afterlife or the life hereafter, rather. It can be um, many different ways in which people part for different reasons. Right on time. So let's just be very open-minded. But some people are doing these divorces because they ultimately have not come validly. They have not come through Christ. Christ has not been the one that's brought them together. They've been brought by idolatry of the flesh. And I talked about this with a friend and I can openly talk about this now because he said to me, you know, um, he was in multiple physical relationships and I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but you're definitely not married to God because that is not what, you know. And again, it depends what his definition is of physical relationship. That may have well been a great... um ploy and tactic to define to further define what a physical relationship is right but we know I think we probably know what we're talking about when we say that right most of the time but it is a great way of course it is to actually go further in depth with that and really just clarify and and purify and further purify if need be but in any case um you know, he had said to me, if we were married, I wouldn't be with another. And that's great. That could mean that he would definitely be completely faithful. Well, hello, that's what you're called to do. But you're called to do that first with Christ. You cannot be motivated. Like I told him, I am not motivated by what you do or what any other human being does on this entire planet. I am not motivated by another human being in the flesh whatsoever on this entire planet Earth. I'm only concentrated on Christ and on God. And so 
when I say I'm chaste and celibate, I am not going to confession to say, hey, by the way, um, I just, you know, that celibacy thing, no, that, that didn't work. Um, no, that, no, that doesn't happen because I am realistically keeping to that. So I don't need to confess about that. I am realistically managing to stay that way. And I believe that it does help me in my relationship with God because I'm not falling to idolatry or worship of the flesh. I'm not falling down to fleshy reasons of of uniting with someone in a physical manner. And it does give me a clean, pure slate to be able to deal with things in life, to help other people for my ministry, for the ministry of Christ. It helps me to achieve that at a higher level than I would be without. So because my focus is on God wholeheartedly that's the driving force and it it means that there's nothing between us and St Paul talked about this you know how you know um, when people come together they can quickly be taken away and it can you know they can get into the cycle of putting the flesh and the worldly things and the lusts of the flesh first and forgetting about their first love right which should be God which should be Christ that's our main works. So there's no greater work than the love, the love of God, to love God as well as Christ tells us to. So for me, I get to do that by not having any other physical relationships, just this spiritual marriage with God. Now, I would like, as I said, to draw those people that are consecrated in this way, that have set themselves apart or that have been set apart rather by God for the work that they become the best role models because it is them that people should be looking to. And I don't mean those that are falling into sin all the time that have to constantly confess about this. I'm talking about like real people that are managing this. I'm managing this. So those of us that are managing to be um, putting our focus and attention to God, that's the type of responsible, real the highest real responsible types of people that we really want to have as role models for marriage, for couples going into marriage, because we want couples to be free to enter into marriage. And you're not free to enter into marriage of Christ, um, with Christ or through Christ. You're not drawn by Christ if you can't hear Christ. If you're only drawn by the lust of the flesh, you are not valid to go to that altar. You are not ready. So the only real role model that you're going to get is really going to be that person who is putting God first. This is a reality and it is the truth. And God, Christ is the truth, the way, the light, the love. So that's what we're going to look at. That's really important. And that's the type of people I want you to look up to when it comes to marriage First, look towards those that are giving full attention to God because that's where you need to be in order for you to be properly drawn in the right way for any physical, any human marriage because it's God that will draw you to that other person and that other person to you in the right ways, not for the lust of the flesh, but for the right ways, the right reasons. And that's that solid, stable foundation that you need that's not going to end up in divorce, for example, because you weren't drawn together validly and you're drawn by the lust and those same lusts get you into trouble or take you apart and enter into divorce. So to prevent that, to like, um, also protect the sanctity of marriage, then that's what we really need. 
yes guys guys making all sorts of noises as people are making noises outside and that's gonna happen you know powers and principalities we have got a really strong word obviously and then we've also got the devil that obviously wants to fight against that sanctity of marriage, that wants people to be drawn into the lust of the flesh, that wants them just to end up at the, the marriage altar in a way where they're not valid so they can be broken up again because the devil seeks to steal, to kill and destroy your rightful marriage, who you're really supposed to be with. And that, first of all, obviously our first priority should be God. That's what the devil's seeking to take people away from. So obviously that's gonna, that energy is gonna come up through people. And of course that energy, you hear that as well in the commotion sometimes, as we just did there between the outside folk and of course Sky, making a little noise and reaction. That's part of it. We have to lead. That's why I said to my friend, I said, listen, you cannot be motivated by me and what you want of me. Like, you know, just being with other people until, or until I say yes, or to say to me that you're going to be a monk until, you know, you're fully, you feel fully clear, cleansed, clean, etc. enough to be with me or whatever. It's like, no, you have to be called by God to do this uniquely. And this is another thing, is that people have to be called by God, but we can be good role models, but these people have to see the role model then they also have to be called by God because many are called, few are chosen. And perhaps sometimes, although, you know, we want to protect the sanctity of marriage, there's also the point that some people are going to learn and they need to learn through these situations first. And even though the devil does seek to steal, kill, destroy, it's true. I also, as I said today earlier, what the devil puts out can also be very, very beneficial for helping people to grow, to learn to change, to improve every challenge that the devil sets them in those difficult or fleshly reasons and reasons of coming together is going to absolutely pummel them, but it will cleanse and clear them. We'd rather not for that to happen. But if we want to look at the positives, then there, there obviously there are. Okay, so... um. That's what I really want to say about marriage. Um, that's what I really want to say. I want to just reiterate that again, like what I said, that I'm not motivated by you. I'm not motivated about what you're going to do. Like You can't manipulate someone into wanting to be with you by saying, well, I'm just going to be with lots of people until you actually give in and say you want to marry me. That's not going to make someone want to be with you. If someone's clean, cleansed and clear and pure and they have a good relationship with God, you better understand the level that that is that's God nurturing and loving that person and setting them aside and saying you know everything that you have been through I am taking you out of that you deserve so much better you're never going to go through that again you're never going to go through any heart or trials the way that the devil has tried to put you through you're not going to go through all of that I am setting you apart because I love you do you understand that level of love? There's nothing that can compete with that. And that's why so many people that are in that consecrated life, they know we know this. We don't want anything less. You just can't compete with that. 
the only way you can be with someone like that, say if they are actually cold, they've been set apart, but they are cold for marriage, the only way that you can be with someone like that is to meet them there in God because God has called you to that. Not because you see them for the fleshly reasons that you see them and think, oh, well, I'm going to do this because it's going to make me clean, pure and ready for you. No, you do it for God first and you. And then that's how you're brought together authentically.